Hey everyone, it's Tachyon Miller here, and we're here with episode 83 of uh, Kuden Radio. And, um, sorry, I'm just getting back in from the dojo, and we had like classes, and I had some uh, new students coming in and all that. So, anyway, rushing to get everything set up. Uh, let's see, what do I have? Sporting my, my cool shirt here, I don't know if you can read this, right? Against, uh, what's it say? <laughs> Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. So, um, anyway, for shout out to all my vet friends and uh, compatriots out there, regardless of the country, right? Uh, it's always good to be uh, be somebody who stands for something, right? as my teachers used to say, stand for something or you'll fall for anything or well, sometimes you fall for nothing at all, which is stupid. Anyway, all right, so um, episode 83, uh, hopefully you get a chance to read some things or whatever. Uh, a little quick uh, admin announcement before I jump right into things. Uh, the system is telling me that they've got their techs working on a chat issue that uh, uh, apparently there's some, some issues uh, in um, with the different social networks that if you're posting something uh, for chat for me to, uh, to for me to be able to see, uh, I may not be able to see it uh, for whatever reason. There's people working on it, so uh, I'm going to jump around on the different platforms and, and hopefully I'll be able to see things. If not, it's not you. I'm just uh, uh, having one of those... Uh, one of those techie issues, all right? So anyway, all right, so let's jump into things, right? So I, like many of my students and friends, have been on a journey of discovery, growth, personal development, uh, whatever you want to call it, right, for practically my our entire lives, right? I remember from the earliest uh, days, right, even even getting the shit kicked out of me by somebody that was supposed to be uh, caring for me and, and my mom and, and family and things. Anyway, um, you know, there's always that feeling of, you know, uh, having more potential, right? There, there's more for me out there, right? Uh, what I've discovered through research and validating both my studies, my experience, all that kind of stuff, right? What I've discovered is that in a way, right, modern science is the new mysticism, uh, especially in, in certain areas, right? Quantum physics. And I've told a lot of you guys here um, over time, right? I've got some really weird hobbies, right? But um, what I mean by that is that it's been proving the lessons of the past, right? So just because we call something Nikyo or Vajrayana or this or that or, or whatever, something else in esoteric practice, right? Or we call it neuroplasticity, right? In modern scientific terms, right? It doesn't change the reality that we can literally recreate ourselves using the same process that, believe it or not, we created the me that I believe that I am right now or the you that you believe that you are right now, right? Strengths, education, weaknesses, limitations, all those kind of things, right? So kind of odd, huh? That this is what I found when I went looking for self-defense uh, in all martial arts, but specifically in needed to, right? Again, weird, right? Um, but here's what I want you to think about. There's nothing more difficult than trying to defend yourself against you. There's nothing more difficult than me trying to protect myself against me and my own misunderstandings and ignorance and, and crap like that, right? Anyway, that's the gist, right? More on this on today's episode of Kuden. So, the big question is this. How are self-defense and success-minded people like us, concerned citizens worried about protecting ourselves, our loved ones, and the things we care about from the monsters we know exist in the world? 
How do we train in a way that gives us the skills, knowledge, and understanding we need without becoming paranoid fighters or killers ourselves, and yet still allows us to be the hero protector the world needs us to be? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Jeffrey Miller, and welcome to Kudan Radio, real training for real people in a real world. All right, I am back, and it looks like a couple of folks are able to chat through, uh, looks like mostly on the YouTube side of things, so uh, good evening to Greg Beerley. Uh hopefully uh, we'll be chatting more and more as time goes on, and uh, Shane is on, so uh, I'm sure we'll have more people filtering in as we go. Uh, if you're on live, then you're getting to see this video kind of thing, right, whether you're on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or whatever, right? Um, if not, if you're one of the folks over on uh, iTunes or whatever it's called these days, Apple Play, whatever, right? Google Play, Stitcher Radio, all these other places where we happen to be, right? Um, you can't see my beautiful smiling face uh, and the cool shirt I'm sporting and all that, right? Um, but for everybody, uh, feel free to share this stuff out. Uh, what we're going to be doing here pretty soon is, is uh, taking little snippets from different episodes and uh, using that to get more eyeballs on each episode, right? So um, anyway, so I, I think we've got the admin thing out of the way. Other admin thing, don't forget uh, Fall Camp is coming up here pretty soon, uh, November 5th, 6th, and 7th. That's a Friday night from 8 to 10, uh, and then Saturday from 9 to 5, not counting an hour and a half lunch break in there. Uh, and Sunday, same thing. Uh, so this will be the first live thing back in the dojo in quite a while. Uh, and there is a virtual option. So some folks are signing up. Uh, they've got to work at certain points during the weekend or some well, the entire weekend. And what they did was they, they um, paid for it. They're going to be in when they can, not when they can't and all that. Uh, but um, we're making the video recordings available to uh, anybody that um, – that does register for things, whether you come in live or you're on virtual, uh, but only for the parts that you actually signed up for. I mean, that's that's the fair part, right? If somebody comes in for the entire weekend, then they get all the recordings. If not, uh, then, you know, whatever whatever you're there for is fine. Uh, I will be making an offer uh, closer to, to the time for folks that want to pre-order uh, just the video recordings, which is fine, but if you're if you're in live, or in this case, this time, if you're in virtually, right, uh, I can actually see what you're doing. I can give you direct feedback, or you can ask questions in real time, and uh, you know we can go that way. So uh, Shane's in for that, and there's there's a good handful or, or more uh, that are on the virtual option. Some single day, some uh, I don't think I have any but for, for just a session, but um, it's either a single day or it's the whole weekend. So anyway, it'll be good. Right. So uh, if you've been following along, right, and, and I know I'm like I'm not the jazzy guy or whatever. I mean, you know, even even when I had a co-host and uh, one of my black belts was helping with these things, radio god Eric White, if Eric's still listening with these things, um, we tried to make it more like a drive time, uh, morning drive time kind of talk show kind of thing where it was just more interactive and, and more personable because um, I never want to come across like a talking head. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I'm, I'm not the guy that's like creating the, like the jazzy show and, and all that kind of stuff. Nothing against those, right? It's just, um, I, I, I want this to be as educational as possible and, um, and sometimes a punch in the face, right? So, um, for those of you who were on a couple of shows ago where we had somebody try to jump in and hijack things and, and bring his woo woo magic and all that, I have no problem with kicking somebody's ass off the show either, right? But, um, uh, I'm, 
I'm trying to split a difference between like educational and and you know whatever entertainment I can bring, but I'm a teacher first and foremost, so that's where things are going. And so if you if you've been following along, um, well since the beginning, but at least since episode 68 when I rebooted this thing, uh, I've been taking you on a journey, right? Uh, if you just in case you didn't notice, or if you've been jumping around, right? There's been this journey, right? So episode 68 was my origin story. And uh, kind of explained, you know, what put, what put me on this path, right? Long before I saw a magazine article or a book or knew what needed to was or anything like that. But what put me on this path of, of, of study and, and whatnot, just not just for personal development, but also personal protection and protecting others, uh, becoming a police officer, military, all that stuff, right? So, uh, but in each one, uh, it's kind of a progression, right? So... With this one, what I want to take a look at is the punch in the face, right? Where uh, I've, I've been doing martial art and martial art and self-defense uh, style and all these things, right? And then, you know, I, I literally came at the personal protection or not personal protection, personal development stuff in this art backwards, right? Even though it, it's a huge, huge part, right? Um, the stuff that people tend to gravitate toward now where they all want to be this like Ganyan ninja, right? They want to be, they want to have the, the martial arts skills and all that, right? That is such a small aspect of this entire art. It's important, right? I mean, as my teachers have always said, um, you can't do good in the world if you're not in the world, right? So we set out to do these things, but uh, it'd be important to, it'd be nice to have skills that, that kept you in the world. Um, I've referenced a book in the past, uh, one of my teachers, Jack Hoban, a uh, really, really good friend. One of the first books, if not the first book, that he ever wrote about Ninjutsu, uh, or Ninpo. Give me a quick second here to get a drink. Sorry, it's that time of year, and my asthma's kicking up, and things are drying out and all that. But anyway, uh, uh, he wrote this book, uh, Ninpo, Living and Thinking as a Warrior. And in the very beginning of the book, like I, it might even before the, be before the introduction, um, he he says that the goal of a warrior and a sage are both the same, right? Engaging with the world, understanding deep level kind of things, right? Life, understanding living and dying, those kind of things, right? But if attacked, a warrior uh, can stay in the world a little bit longer. Maybe. Right? That wasn't my maybe, that was his, right? It's, it's, it's that realistic thing, right? Um, and part of being a warrior is accepting this thing. But what I experienced uh, wasn't just the self-defense training, right? By then I was in the military, I was a military policeman. Uh, you know, I, I had long since learned that the Thursday class at 3 p.m. self-defense certification with the what I call the government six techniques was not going to cut it, right? So I, I went and explored these different things. Martial art, martial art, self-defense, whatever, right? And um, most of you know the story. And if you don't, you can go back a couple episodes and, and, uh, and, uh, and listen in uh, where I describe where I, I, you know, bumped into this, this magazine article, right? And, and a couple of paragraphs in, I realized, holy shit, this is what I've been looking for, right? I didn't know it had a name. Right? I didn't care what name it was, right? Um, there were certain criteria that I had, self-defense-wise, that I was looking for, right? And so uh, I'm... I'm one of these guys that when I decide to do something, I dive in head first, right? It's not like dip your toe in the water, then put the whole foot and all that. I'm just like a, so even with Mikio, right? The whole idea of putting all your eggs in one basket and, and getting it handled now, 
right? Um, so that then you can enjoy the rest of your life, right? You can go back to partying and all that. You just don't have the same kind of sting and traps and, and crap like that could go on. But anyway, um, I just dove in, right? So anything, right? Uh, and I fell into the same trap that a lot of people do, right? There were all these friggin' yahoos that came out of the woodwork, right? As soon as ninjutsu became the new thing, like when MMA became the new thing, and if you go back, way, way back, for like some of those old guys, right? When Taekwondo became the thing out of karate, and karate became the thing coming out of judo, and all that, right? There's always this thing, right? Because it sells magazines and it, whatever, right? It becomes the thing, right? Um, but what happened was, like everybody and their freaking brother came out, right? They were doing Kung Fu last week, and now they're putting on black outfits, and they're doing Ninjutsu, and they're calling it some other name. And, oh, you know, they were taught by this super secret sect, and they've been entrusted with the whole blah, 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 right? So I fell into that as well. But, you know, before I knew what I was supposed to be looking at, before I had encountered um, the, the litmus test, right, that history had laid out already, right, um, I read all this stuff. Right? I'm looking into this these things, right? And so the more I did, uh, the more I was able to kind of separate things out. But what became very, very clear was that these teachers that I was following, um, like things just kept going more and more in the direction of personal development and success and strategic thinking and, and those kind of things, right? And not just physical self-defense, Right. Uh, one of the earliest lessons that I got, and I, I give this to my students, right? Think about the world that we live in, right? Unless you live in just, you know, shitbag central, right? Uh, in which case you should probably freaking move, right? Um, like drive-by central, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, we live in, a, in pretty peaceful times. And I know, I mean, I, you know, I know what the crime rates are. I know what the, you know, what, what the news is showing and all that kind of stuff, Right. But if you think about it compared to his history, right, and what things were like during the times of our spiritual ancestors, right, our ninja ancestors, um, very different world, right, very, very different world. But that doesn't mean that we don't have to protect ourselves some way, right, on a regular basis. And so, you know, most of us get involved because of the physical self-defense. We want to protect, be able to protect ourselves. We want to be able to protect our family. Okay, great, right? Um, but then, you know, if you stay with it, you start to look at things like psychological self-defense, right? Um, protecting yourself against everything from the the media, right, and the never-ending stream of advertising and marketing and and all that kind of stuff, right? Just trying to, and I don't mean like people that are, I mean, it, it ultimately it's all the same, right? Because I do the same thing, right? But I'm not talking about people that like put something out, right? And and make make this offer like, hey, you know, I've got this free report. It's on this topic. Uh, if you want it, great. If not, you know, don't worry about it, right? I'm talking about the ads that are just constantly bombarding you with the, our stuff is best, I bet you didn't know you needed this or wanted this or whatever, but now that I told you you did, uh, you can get it for $19.95, and if you get it now, we'll double your order, and we'll give you free shipping, and we'll, you know, all that kind of crap, right? Um, but So you have that kind of stuff happening all the time, right? I call it the pushy salesman uh, kind of thing, and it's not just salesmen, right? It's the friend that always has to have it done their way, right? Or the supposed significant other that's helping you along in your best interest, but it's really just to get their own way on a regular basis, right?
um, but just this never-ending barrage, right, to get you to comply, to get you to do what somebody else wants you to do, right? Um, you're not supposed to have any clarity for yourself. You're not supposed to have any uh, any um, dreams or visions or whatever, right? Um, we'll, we'll give that to you, right? Because you know, uh, you know, the group wouldn't be doing all doing this thing the same way if the group didn't know what it was talking about. Uh, I think a lot of us already know the bullshit behind that, right? Um, very rarely does the group itself um, know anything, right? Um, what you have is a bunch of uh, people that are clueless. They don't have a vision or a dream for themselves. And so they jump over the masses because, well, you know, you don't want to be eaten alone in a dark alley, right? I mean, there are these primal things that cause us to do things, right? And so this, this, this is the kind of the weird stuff that I've been uh, studying over the years, right? Psychology and sociology and why we human beings do things and, and how we're geared uh, to, to operate in certain ways by default because of the social function and, and, and all those kind of things, right? But those things can also be turned against us, right? A uh, really good book by a guy named uh, Robert Cialdini, right? Uh, it's, it's simply called Influence, right? He, just, he wrote, wrote a, a, a sequel here a year or two ago um, that's more of a prequel to it, right? But I highly recommend uh, that you, you uh, read uh, Influence, right, by Robert Cialdini. Um, it's the science of influence, right? And it's about these uh, these studies that were done, and they found that there were these certain things that are hardwired into us because of the social uh, mechanism, right? Our, our socialization and and just the way our monkey brains wired, right? That um, in and of themselves, they're they're just what they are, right? They serve us, right? They serve us to be social creatures in a social uh, group, but they can certainly be used against you, right? So again, this is just one of those little weird alleys that I've gone down uh, because I don't want to be manipulated, right? It's it's taking the ninja no uge, right, from the from the eight gates, the ninja no uge, the deception and manipulation, and looking at it from the perspective of how can this even happen, right? I mean, right? Is it just these people are just strong, charismatic people, and uh, you know? we're all just going to fall for it, or are there other buttons that they're pushing, right? Are there things there that that they can use, right? How does this whole process work, right? So, uh, and of course, you can use it in either direction, right? It's it can be used for good or for bad or whatever, but um, when we're learning these things, it's not just a matter of learning how to use it. You know, because again, from a frontal, from an omote, from an obvious perspective, um, you know, not a bad thing to learn, right? Manipulation, influence, guidance as teachers, right? We do this, right? Uh, if I can, if I can uh, do things in a certain way, or or express things in a certain way, or explain things in a certain way, that they don't just convey the lesson, but they help you get over your own inhibitions, uh, your own fear, your own uh, all kinds of things, right? Doubt and, and all those kind of things. If I can, if I can help help you circumvent those then I can help you get to where you want to go faster, right? But these are the same mechanisms and things like that that are used by marketers and salesmen and, and, and politicians and things all the time, right, to manipulate you, right, and make you think, right, it's all for the greater good. It's all for the greater good, right? Anyway, so, um, but again, th there's this, been this progression, right? So psychological warfare and then, uh, there's the the warfare of the spirit, right? 
um, the, the fight and, you know, whatever for your heart, right? So, and sometimes these things can seem kind of backwards, right? Where uh, we're being manipulated by things or the weapons that are being used against us are, they're not normally seen as weapons, right? Like friendship and love and compassion and things like that, right? Your heartstrings, all, all that stuff, right? Um, but, you know, that, that can happen, right? When somebody looks at you and says, well, if you won't do X, Y, Z, then I, I guess we're not friends, right? If you won't, uh, if you don't do this this way, then I guess you don't love me kind of thing. Because if you really love me, you would X, Y, Z, right? And sometimes those things are valid, right? Sometimes we need to go look in the mirror and go, shit, you know, um, am I not pulling my weight in this relationship, right? And this is part of the personal clarity stuff, right? Um, and, and really coming face to face with, you know, our lazy, lackadaisical, uh, unaware, self-serving, whatever self, right? But other times, um, you know, and, and when, when it's done well, right, we're left wondering, shit, am I really a terrible person or was I just manipulated, right? Was that them or me? If you had to guess, right? Um, anyway, but the more, we, the more work we do, right, on ourselves and clarity and understanding ourselves, others, the way the world works, the connections, all that kind of stuff, right? The harder it becomes for people to blow smoke up around us, right? Which is really where this ties into uh, the eighth gate in the Nijino uh, Hachimon, which is the uh, uh, Nijino Kyomo, right? Study, right? We're studying uh, weird stuff, right? We're studying economics, we're studying sociology, anthropology, uh, all kinds of things, right? Because the more we know, and the more experience we have with what we know, this is important, right? Uh, not just filling our head with a bunch of stuff, right? But the ex experience with what we know, the harder it is for people to use these things against us, right? So anyway, what I want to do, I want to take a look at some things here because uh, a lot of this stuff that we have, right? Whether you're training with me uh, in Nikyo or we do meditation or, you know, there's a lot of things out there, right? I've got my, some of my friends are in, in uh, some other areas and all that, and that's all fine, right? Um, but what I want to do was take a look at things uh, tonight in light of science, right? What modern science is actually showing. And I'm not... Not talking about somebody having a hypothesis or they've got this study and, you know, uh, you know, 75% of the people in this study determined that X, Y, Z, whatever, right? And then you find out that 75% was, well, they had 300 people, uh, in this study, but half, 150, right, was a control group and the other half was this group, right? And then you find out that, well, what they did was they kind of presented it this way for people to volunteer into it but they were already more likely to be in this direction, right? That same thing happens in political things as well, right? They're more likely to vote in this direction anyway because you just dropped your survey in the middle of Blue Town or Red Town or, you know, whatever, right? Um, but then you find out that, you know, only uh, 30%, right, made it from beginning to end in the study, right, and responded Right. They started out with 300. Right. But then 150. Right. So 50 percent was a control group. Right. But within the group that you're trying to get responses from. Right. Only 30 percent actually responded. And then, you know, you keep doing this trickle down thing. Then you find out that the 75 percent you're looking at is actually only out of like 25 or 30 people. Well, shit. So I'm looking at things where 
like one researcher that I've been following has hard science things. So we're not looking at a survey or opinions or I feel like or whatever. We're looking at brain scans at different points, right? So they run like four day retreats for people, right? And they do meditation and they do some of these things, right? But they do blood tests and they do brain scans and all that at different points along here, right? Um, so that they can tell you, right, flat out, right? We know that if somebody meditates 10 minutes at a time, three times a day, that within three days, major shifts start occurring in brain wiring and energy output and all kinds of stuff, right? So we're not looking at things strictly from a woo-woo thing, but what we're, what we're looking at now is we've got hard scientific data that is backing up traditional, classical, you know, whatever, right? Philosophy, but not just the, the lessons, but the methods to get there, right? So I, I want to throw some things out there because I've been doing these things for a while. And I, I, I don't know, an episode or two ago, um, I wasn't lamenting, but that, that was the word just kind of popped into my head. I kind of pissed myself off because I allowed some things in life to kind of knock me back a little bit, more than a little bit in some areas. Um, if, for those of you who've been listening in on a regular basis, you might have heard me say uh, that I became reasonable, like in my goal setting and all that kind of stuff, right? Everything just kind of shifted. And then, like, one day I had another awakening kind of thing, right? I woke up and I realized shit. Like my teacher's words were ringing in my ears and all that. And I, I, I started thinking about used to set goals like this and look what was happening. And no wonder it feels like you're freaking, you're, you're trying to pull a pallet of cinder blocks through half dried mud, right? Um, that, that, that's how things are moving. Right. Uh, and for some of you that think that I'm like, you know, I've been flying along getting things done and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, trust me that, my personality type didn't see it that way, right? I'm back moving in that direction, right? But I had to remember, I had to, I had to get back on track with some practice methods and and some ways of of tuning the mind and, and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, that's back in alignment with these quantum principles and, and all that, right? The smaller energy field and a greater energy field. And again, not theory, right? These are things that are backed up, uh, again, with brain science and all that kind of stuff. But that's that's kind of where I wanted to uh, throw things tonight um, to kind of go with things. And, and I keep saying tonight, so if you're listening to this in the morning or whatever, just know that um, this is one of those Kooji things, right, where I'm, I'm uh, breaking the bonds of time and space, right? So, again, before you get all woo-woo with a lot of these things, like Kooji and all that kind of stuff, for those of you who actually even – pay attention to it or study it, um, woo-woo ultimately is is ultimately always grounded in the in the physical, okay? So like I tell folks with uh, one of the kooji that has to do with telekinesis, right? Moving things without touching them, right? If you can't get somebody to hand you something from a shelf willingly, right? Um, how the hell do you think you're going to make it move with your, your mind alone, right? So we, we progressively move out. It's kind of like... Um, uh, you know, we start with ducking a punch, right? Shifting to come eye and being off at the right angle and all that kind of stuff, moving into space, uh, that kind of stuff, right? Um, and then we start progressing more and more into the realms of, I don't have to touch him to throw him, okay? I don't have to be in contact with him to know when he's going to attack, right? So we can get to the point where we can detect his thought or feeling 
to go to attack, right? Um, and then teachers' comments start making more sense where we start to really understand, ah, thinking about attacking is attacking, right? Because that thought or that feeling starts the process of muscles starting to fire to get the body in motion. And the farther back we can go, the sooner we can get it. But we're trapping it, right? When we hit him, he can't defend. He can't defend because he's in the process of going, right? And he can't back up, right? If you go too soon, it's not it, and he can defend. If you go too late, well, you know what happens if you go too late, right? You get your teeth busted, right? So, uh, but there's these really cool things in this art that I just, I think, I think a lot of people miss out on um, because it's either presented in a woo-woo way, right? Well, there's no foundation in the physical or it's just completely dismissed, right? That's just a bunch of bullshit. Or, or only, only, how's use the taken? Only, 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 only the masters can do that, right? Or it's one of those vague things, right? You can either do it or you can't, right? So, well, shit, now I'm left up to cosmic gambling, right? Either the dice roll in my favor or not. Well, then what the hell's the point, right? Why be on a personal development study path if, it's a crapshoot anyway, right? So anyway, right? So anyway, before I jump into that, I mean, I, I know I'm leaving an open loop because uh, I, I took some notes. I'm going to need to fire that up. But uh, I did see, I said hi to Greg. I said hi to Shane. I see that Tori's on. Again, I'm getting chats in from the YouTube side. If you're on the Facebook side, you're on the Twitter side, um, I'm going to have to, like, do the thing here where I'm going to have to bring things up this way because the system when I logged in told me that they're having a problem with the chat service so um, some people may have a hard time getting their chat to show up uh, on the service kind of side thing here so give me 30 seconds here to jump over onto I'm going to I know I'm simulcasting in two places on Facebook I'm on my page and I'm in the Kuden podcast uh, page as well. Uh, it's simulcasting on YouTube and it's simulcasting on Twitter. Hopefully people aren't still trying to use the old Periscope uh, thing uh, linked through Twitter. Twitter retired that and now it's going directly through Twitter. I guess their techies kind of caught up with the times. So um, let me just see. Got questions popping in for people here. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. I appreciate everybody likes the uh, likes the fact that there's you know a new episode and all that kind of stuff. Don't forget to share it, right? Get the word out um, so that everybody knows, right? Um, where the hell am I? Well, I'm here, but um, I'm going to go over onto the Kuden podcast side just to see if anybody posted any comments over there and then i see tori i did see that you posted something i'll get back to you in just a minute bud um that's not it hmm. that's episode 82 why is 83 not showing there it is all right so i don't see any comments yet on that side so i guess i'm not missing anything over there all right, so uh, let's see. Tori, uh, I met you many years ago in Sunbury. You're looking strong as always. God bless you. Well, thanks, man. Um, I appreciate it. 
So I do my best, right? I'm pushing 60. I know I'm only coming up on 59, but 60 is a nice round number, right? I'm just, I'm just those kind of guys, right? Um, and uh, the weight's coming off and the body's shifting. It took a long time to get over that. Uh, I know it was a long time ago, but it took a long time to get over that, uh, that major accident that I was in. And then, you know, just, again, shit, right? And uh, as, as much as I'm a walking, talking example of the success teachings when it comes to, like, reclaiming self-esteem and, and all that kind of stuff, right, and becoming what you want to be, um, I'm going to take this on myself, right, even though it's true for all of us, right? I'm also a walking, talking, living example of the process run amok and um, – you know, ultimately, if you've seen any of the things like my emails or whatever, you, you've you've un, you know undoubtedly run into this this quote that I I came up with with that was kind of a synthesization synthesis right just kind of this compilation or this summary of the teachings which is in any given moment right we are either exactly what we want to be or exactly what we've allowed ourselves to become okay and so the the, the trick is in one learning how the process works Two, recognizing that you are now the culmination or the, the, the end product of the process working intentionally or not, right? To this point. And if we don't change anything, we're going to be exactly the same tomorrow and the next day and the next day. That doesn't mean that we won't make more money or less money or be with somebody different or our situation might be better than it is now or whatever. I'm talking about the kind of potential and the kind of, um, the kind of possibility, the, the kind of things that are possible, right? Um, when we really, really get a handle on this stuff, right? But we have, we have to learn the process. We have to recognize that the process fucking works and it works like, I, me, you, now, right, are are the end product of this process working. And it's like gravity, right? The process and the science and, and the quantum field and all, all this stuff, right? Call it whatever you want, right? The, the matrix, the mandala, whatever, whatever makes you feel good. It works. It's like gravity, right? It works whether we believe in it or not, right? This is not about belief, right? But if you can learn how the process works, then you can take control of it. If you understand and recognize that it's worked on you up to this point, consciously or unconsciously, right? Uh, one of the 18 preparatory steps in, in Miko practice, right? Leading up to working through the meditations of the mandala and things like that, right? The 18 preparatory steps, one of them is basically translates as words of confession, right? And except in this case, right, I'm not sitting down across the table from or on the phone or in a booth, right? with with some spiritual advisor where I'm confessing uh, my sins and then they're going to tell me how I, you know, repent or how I, you know, make, make a, whatever, right? And I'm not knocking any of those, any of those processes because ultimately they all work because either way, no matter what you're doing, you're tuning yourself in, right, to, to something outside of yourself, right, so that you can be a different version of you, right? Um, but the words of confession... Basically, right, there's this mantra and there's a translation to it and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, but it's a lead-in to uh, a, a meditative practice where you pull up something that you have some misgivings about, right? Something you said, something you did, something, whatever, in the past 
couple hours, a couple of days, depending on how often you do it, right? That you have that that feeling, right? That oh man, if I could only do it over again, right? You know that what you did was less than your best, right? Uh, it was less than powerful. Um, you just you didn't produce the results you wanted, right? And you have that feeling, or you even use these words, right? You know, man, if I could do that again, right? I should, or I could have, or I would have, whatever, that kind of thing, right? And then there's this whole visualization, meditation that you do, and whatnot, right? But to summarize the words of confession, basically what it comes down to is um, since beginningless time, right? So since as long as I can remember, right? I have done, I, I've, since beginningless time, I have sown seeds that have generated negative thought, word, and deed. I wish to, uh, I wish to acknowledge and atone for all, right? What it really means is, right, up to this point in time, I have, the, I have done the best that I could with what, I, what I, with what I knew, with what I was taught, with what I believed to be true, all those kind of things, right? And I made shit happen, right? Just, you know, it is what it is, right? So in this moment, I am learning how to fix that, right? I'm learning better. So going forward, I'm going to think, act, speak, plan, whatever better, right? I'm going to do it better, right? Because um, ignorance and not knowing any better is one thing, right? Having received the lessons and learning and knowing better and then not, that's stupid. That's, you, you want to see a waste of potential, right? That's, well, man, that seems like it's going to be too hard. Oh, that's, you know what? That teacher requires me to have like this many standards taken care of to give me that belt rank. This guy over here, Right? Says I'm already there, so I'm gonna follow him. Fucking have at it. The cool thing about being a grown up is you get to do what you want. Isn't that cool? Okay? As my teachers always reminded me, um, you can do what you want. Those of us who know better. Now, don't take me as like the guy who knows everything, right? Because if you're, if you're really on the path, even if you're a teacher, right, you still have teachers. You still have mentors. You still have guides, right? Um, in my dojo, we have this master's creed, and I, I, this was something I came up with, right? Because we have student creed for students up to a certain point, right? Because they're still in that belief-faith stage. And I don't mean religion, belief-faith. I just mean that they signed up for the program, and so ego believes that it will work because ego makes good choices, right? Ego would never sign up for a dumb shit program. Right. So even though I signed up for it because it was only 12 minutes from my work and not 12 minutes or a nine hour drive or whatever um, for something that I really want to be doing. Right. I did it out of convenience. Right. So uh, ego will ignore that part. Right. Or for whatever reason. Right. It's the cheaper program. This guy doesn't expect so much. Uh, whatever. Right. Or. Shit, who needs teachers, right? I got books, I got videos, I got YouTube. Hell, I'll run a training group, right? I'll be the teacher. Who's going to know, right? Anyway, um, so uh, so we, we have this we have this thing going on, right? So you know, you get this teacher or whatever, right? But those 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 who know, right, would highly recommend that you don't do half the shit that you're doing, right? Um, just like Mama said, right? Just because you can doesn't mean you should, kind of thing. 
But anyway, um, so what I wanted to look at is this is this thing, right? So again, from sixty from episode sixty eight on, there's kind of been this journey, right? And so what I wanted to take a look at was was some of these lessons that in one guise, right? They look really alien. They look really foreign, right? Like, uh, and some of you guys are going to recognize this, like Carl Zahn and, and some of the other guys that, that are uh, Mikio students as well, right? You recognize the 12-fold chain of dependent origination, right? So we have ignorance begets volition, volition begets consciousness, consciousness begets name and form, blah, 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 right? So uh, you have all these things, right? This is another way, a uh, more complicated way to describe or to discuss karma and karmic chain, right? Um, but a lot of, for a lot of folks, right, these, these, they're, they're foreign, right? I mean, you know, because I'm, because I'm studying Buddhism or I want to call myself a Buddhist or a, a ninja, so I have to do Mikyo or whatever, right? So we, we, we learn these things, right? Um, but if we're really checking things out, right, we're really trying it out in the world, uh, we're looking up things like what is, what does science say, right? What is, what is, uh, what's psychology say about these things, right? Um, any studies in, in, um, in brain work and all that, right? And how the brain fires and how it does things and how, how that causes us to, to do certain things, right? What, what, it, what does it mean to be the, the subconscious or the unconscious mind, right? Um, uh, science is now pointing to the fact that the body is the, is the, uh, container for the subconscious and unconscious, right? So much so that, um, once you've established habit patterns, it's going to be very difficult for this thing to make any changes, right? Unless this, this thing is involved, right? So once, once I started learning these things and studying these things, like some things that Hazemi Sensei said, like, you know, if you want to, if you want to study the Kuji, you want to get more into the psychology of things, all those kind of things, right? Um, do your time to do more. The hell, right? Do my Taijutsu more, right? I'm talking about like, you know, Kuji stuff and, and, you know, hmm, you know, whatever, right? And, um, then you realize, holy shit, science is showing that, you know, what we call muscle memory, what we call, it's not just your moves. It's not just, you know, the fact that you, your body got used to where the clutch was or the brake pedal or the accelerator or the steering wheel or not the steering wheel, but the, the turn signal, uh, lever or, you know, whatever, where you don't even have to, you have to give it like minimal thought and you know where it is, right? Or how to scratch an itch or, you know, whatever, right? That's everything that we do. Like 95% of what we do every day. If you're over the age of 35, 95% of what you do every day is like a, is like a computer program loop. It's like a subroutine, Right right down to the emotional feel you will have and all that stuff, right? So, wow, right? So modern science is showing a 95.5, right? So 95% of what we do is just this autonomic, automatic response kind of thing. Meanwhile, we think we have free will. Isn't that cool? When we're a freaking puppet to this entire program, right? Um, and then you've got 5%, right? Of, of awareness and lucidity and things like that, that you can use to guide the process. But it's not enough. That 5% is not enough to will the body to change its habit patterns 
right? So how the hell do you do that, right? And then on top of that, if we wake up in the morning and we're already thinking from a past to present uh, thing, right, uh, from a perspective, right, how the hell? How, how do we make a quantum jump forward if we're already trapped in past programming, right? So these are these are the weird questions that I've had. And then, you know, I, I look at stuff like this, and then I, I think about lessons that I got from my Miko teacher, from Reverend Jikai, right? And, you know, I remember one time he, he we, we were doing this seminar, and he had this, this big whiteboard, right? And he put a 0. 0.000, so nine zeros and a one, right? And he said, that's how enlightened the average person is, right? Now, if you understand the decimal thing, one point, zero, 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 one, right? right? Or that zero point, whatever, right? We only need to get the number on the left side of the, of the decimal point to, to hit one. That's 100%, right? We're hitting one, right? But you got, this is how much unenlightened we are, right? But the process allows for, and even in our, in our even in our, our, our opening in the Bujinkan, right? Shikin Hanumi's Daikumiyo, right? Clap, clap, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, that's a Shinto kind of thing, but the phrase is not. And I've seen it translated a lot of different ways, right? But it's, it comes right off the, the Tazukai mandala. And it's a matching of, of, uh, intellectual understanding and street smart or experiential. Right when they match exactly about any given thing, right? It happens, right? So while we're that unenlightened, right? Or is it nine zeros and a nine or whatever, right? It's just it doesn't take very much to roll the whole thing over because as soon as you change that that uh, nine, right, to a zero, the one's going to carry all the way up, right? So, but. That was developed by people who didn't have electron microscopes and brain scans and all that kind of stuff, right? So how deep did these guys like think about things, right? So anyway, I, I have some notes that I kind of jotted out and these are from um, some studies and whatnot. And again, I'm reading a lot of this stuff because uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a big faith-based guy. I mean, it happens, right? I mean, we, we all have faith in whatever, right? You have faith every time you drive down the road that your car is not going to explode because the people who build it knew what the hell they were talking about. You have faith that every driver that you approach, get behind, or pass isn't going to have a freaking stroke or a heart attack or whatever and veer into or, or have a death wish and veer into your lane and kill you both, right? So I love when people go, I'm not faith-based, man. I'm not, you know. Not a big trust person. Really? You're trusting in your body, not having a fucking stroke or a heart attack every day, and you're just not going to, like, the switch isn't going to be thrown. Right? If, if that wasn't true, then you wouldn't be making plans for what you're going to have for dinner or what you were going to do with the family later or next week or next month or whatever. Okay? But either way, what I mean is, is uh, I don't just look at one side of the mandala without going and looking at the other side. Right? So... Um, I, I'm re-exploring some of these things, so I, I thought I'd share, right? Um, so, again, it's giving me, it's not giving me more reason to get back to meditation and all that, but what it's doing is, is reopening my eyes um, from, a, from a scientific perspective that that's the thing that has motivated me to do it more, right? I've been doing it, right? But to do it more and to do it very specifically in certain areas, right? Um, because 
I want the wiring to get in certain areas to get back where it was. And I want other wiring to get where I need it to be to be the Jeff I want to be. Okay. And of course that's always changing or whatever, but, um, uh, and most of you know, most of you that are my students know that, uh, I am not, um, I'm not, uh, the, uh, I don't know. I've read, I read a comment here and it, it kind of threw me off. I'll get back to it. Most of you that know me know that I'm not, um, I'm not the guy that's just like standing on a pedal te- pedestal of teaching or whatever, right? Um, whatever I'm having you do, I do, and there's a whole bunch of other things that I'm doing. Um, I hold myself to a higher standard than I would ever hold anybody to, right? Um, because I haven't, I, ha- <laughs> I have an aversion to being average, to being normal, to being why the hell else would I be doing Nijitsu or Mikyo or these other things that are extremely, extremely hard. Right. Uh, so anyway, and, and, you know, previous episodes have been leading up to this, right? Because I talked about things like comfort being the poison of success and, and, um, and just some of these things, right? That, um, that there are things that get in the way. Uh, oh, Carl's on. I did, did see Carl pop in. Uh, and somebody just popped in says, no, you have trust. Faith is the belief in the untrue. Um, I'm not going to discuss that today, right? Because I believe that everyone needs beliefs, they need facts, and they need truths. But it's in how we define them. And if they're synonyms for you, then you're going to be, like, running all over the place, right? Um, A belief to me is something that uh, I can't prove to be true one way or the other, but I need an expedient. I need something in the moment to get me through a certain area that I don't have facts for one way or the other. I don't have evidence for. So, um this serves me, so I'm going to use this until I get this other thing, right? Uh, a fact is something that's, uh, it's an expedient, but it's, it's limited by, by space and time, okay? So right now it is 9.23 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's very, very helpful if uh, my friend and student Carl, uh, who's in Australia, and I are setting up a phone meeting. It'd be really nice to know how to do that conversion, so that one of us isn't waiting a bunch of hours for the conversation or thinking that the other person just completely blew them off or whatever, right? Um, same thing with uh, imperial to metric and, and all that kind of stuff, right? There are expedients that allow us to get things done in our conventional world. And then truths, I used to define a truth as something that just is and you, you can't argue it, right? And then one of my teachers looked at me and said, yeah, you can. Wait, no, you can't argue. Yeah, you can. The point he was making was, you can argue anything. It doesn't make you right, but you can argue anything. So what I came up with was a truth is, um, is it's just, it's, it's something that is, and it's very, very difficult to explain. You can experience it, but it's very, very difficult to explain. Um, and you don't have to believe in it to make it true or not true, right? Again, like gravity. I don't have to believe in gravity, but I know if I sweep your legs out from under you, gravity just became my ally. It's going to grab your nary ass and yank you to the floor, and that floor is going to hurt, right? So anyway, but again, uh, that's as far as I'm going to go with this kind of thing. So anyway, um, I've been, like, again, diving back into these things, and 
again, my, my thing is always in rewiring. It's always in recreating the self, okay? And again, science has been validating again and again and again, right? Um, what Buddhism and a whole bunch of other things have been talking about with like destroying the self and, and whatnot, right? And it's not about like, you, you can't kill the center that we call ego, right? The manas vijnana, because it's the thing that allows us to know the difference between this shirt and that lamp or, you know, me here and you over there kind of thing, right? Um, without that, we'd just be a slobbering, drooling fucking idiot that just wanders around the world, right? Eating, sleeping, and pooping. Um, that's funny, right? I said, uh, use the F-bomb, but drop the poop instead of saying shit. Anyway, who knows? Anyway, so, um, uh, but it's about recreating ourselves and, and getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, okay? Because the habit patterns that are wired into the body are based on comfort. They're based on ease, right? They're based on the attraction to pleasure and the avoidance of pain. That's how we're wired, okay? The problem with that is that as long as we're led around by the same feelings and the same emotional states and the same infantile need for things to be pleasurable all the time and always taking the easy route and all that kind of stuff, right, then nothing's going to change. We don't change, okay? Everything, everything that grows changes and change causes pain and discomfort. Okay. Think about the seed that splits open, right? And that stem that comes up and then the whole thing uncurls, right? If you look at it in slow motion photography, right? You see ripping and tearing of the membranes, this thing, because it used to be one piece, right? And then it's opening and whatnot. Now, I don't remember ever being a plant in any past life or whatever, right? But I can imagine that if my arm was attached here as one unit and then as it like became this thing, as those membranes are, can you imagine, right? So anyway, right? Um, so that's why, you know, that's why there's, there's things in our art, like, you know, accepting death and, and becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable and how the training process itself is supposed to be challenging, right? The training process itself. And to look at the way 95% of people are training, you'd never know this, right? That the training process itself is supposed to be more challenging to you than anything you could ever face out there in the world. If it's not, then you're only prepared for wherever you hit the ceiling, right? So anyway, so let me just bring up my notes here and that shouldn't interfere with the camera and my smiling face and all that. Um, so, okay, all right. So where are we here? Okay, so in the intro, right, I, I kind of, you know, talked about this th this thing because this is really where, where we're coming at, right? Um, for those of you who have just been on uh, uh, the self-defense lessons, right? So we're not using Japanese terms or whatever, right? Uh, if you have a piece of paper, you can kind of draw this out, right? But if you could make three concentric circles, okay? So make a take a piece of paper and make a big outer circle, right? And then inside that, right, make a smaller circle, right? Basically, you're making a bullseye. And then in the middle, right, a smaller one, right? Could be just a circle, could be a dot, I don't care, right? But you have these three realms, okay? If we were talking about consciousness and all that, I'd have you make uh, six of these things, right? It's actually ten levels of consciousness, but the first five kind of get a little 
uh, jumbled. But anyway, uh, but in this case, you just need three, right? So from a self-defense perspective, we look at the three realms of personal protection, right? Uh, a lot of things that people don't even look at, right? I use this a lot when I'm doing um, uh, training in the corporate realm for workplace violence and, and stuff like that, right? So the outer circle, in this case for us as individuals, right, the outer circle, right, is our community, right, our country, our town, neighborhood, whatever, right? It's, it's the security that's in place on a social level, right? Some of my friends and students are uh, law enforcement, they're security, they're military, whatever, right? For them, this is going to look a little different, right, but where they are to me or to you or other people in their community or whatever, they're out here in this outer circle, right? So what that represents is stuff, danger and whatnot that gets filtered out long before you ever become aware of it, right? And, and recognizing these different levels is important in, in how, not only how much responsibility we take for things, but in recognizing how the whole process works and recognizing that the closer it gets to me, the more it's it's on me, right? If, if something's coming at me, it's no longer the job of the police to protect me. It's no longer the job of the government. It's no longer the because it's already gotten through those filters, okay? But this this first filter for self defense is out here, right? So it's it's the community, right? It's it's the social mechanism, the government, uh, police department, my neighborhood, the neighborhood watch, whatever, right? Um, so it's, it's, again, it's the things that deter or filter out danger before it gets to me, right? I promise this is not going to be about self-defense in a minute, right? I'm just using this paradigm because most people are on this because Nijutsu is like, you know, you get to punch him in the throat and shut him down and all that. Uh, okay, great. So I, I get it that everybody wants to be focused on this external danger. But what happens when the, when the thing or the person that's preventing you from producing all that you could produce in the world or being living and being at a level that you're absolutely capable of being at is you, right? So we'll flip this in a minute, right? But I need you to understand these, these concentric circles because they're going to be the same, but the perspective is going to flip, okay? So when danger is coming in, right, these things filter things out, right? Um, I used to do counterterrorism work and all that, and if people knew how many freaking incidents of potential terrorism that certain agencies filter out on a regular basis, like you, you would not be able to sleep at night, right? Because what if one gets through? Well, then you better be paying attention, right? So, but inside that, right, then there's a second circle, right? And this is friends and family, right? These are people that we might be around or depending on our age or our connection or whatever, right? Um, have a hand in, in keeping us safe, right? So it could be the friend that tells this other person that's backstabbing you at work, you know, knock it the hell off. He or she's a great guy, great girl, whatever, right? You don't know shit about them, knock it off. If you keep it up, you're going to deal with me. Right? It could be them, right? It could be when we were younger, it was our parents, right, or teachers or grandparents or whatever, right? Um, but it could be it could be that neighborhood watch, but you're a part of it, right? It could be... You know, your neighbor's watching your house and you're watching their house for, you know, for bad shit to happen and stuff like that. Or I'm watching your kids and, you know, whatever, right? So it's in closer, right? It's more personal, right? Because we know these people that are helping to keep us safe, 
okay, uh, when I was a police officer and then my guys like Carl and, and whatnot, right, we have partners, we have uh, coworkers and whatnot, right, that we all watch each other's backs, right? It's just, it's the name of the game, right? And we're very suspect of somebody that's not a team player. Very different from an office job where somebody's not a team player and we're picking up the slack because they're not working but they're getting a damn paycheck. In our realm, somebody's not picking up the slack, I could die, right? Or the whole group could die, that kind of thing, right? So, but either way, so that's the second realm. So now it's getting more personal, right? They're directly involved with our safety, okay? And so this is kind of the clan kind of thing, right? We can band together as a neighborhood or whatever, right, to, to keep shit from getting at any one of us, right? And then there's me, right? There's me. There's you, okay? Uh, comes when the, when the, when the rubber hits the road kind of thing, or when every, you know, if it gets through the outer realm, gets through that inner realm, and they're standing in your living room, uh, or whatever, right? Or they're face to face, toe to toe with you, or whatever, um, you don't have the other, you don't have the other rings helping you out, right? You have to do what you have to do. So I think most of us get that, right? That when it gets to you, right? All responsibility is on you. Okay? Great, right? So, but what about the personal development stuff? What about the life mastery stuff? What about the uh, me achieving my potential, right? Well, from that perspective, these three rings are now potential problems, okay? Potential limitations. Because social groups are set up to maintain a status quo so that everyone can be okay. And by everyone, we're really talking about, at best, the average. At worst, everybody has adjusted so the lowest common denominator doesn't get left behind. Okay? Not a bad thing. From one perspective, not a bad thing. From a personal growth, achievement of personal potential, disastrous. Disastrous. Okay? Because in any group... No matter how much you know, no matter how good your skills are, whatever. If you're in a group that's the same, then you're average. Okay? I would highly recommend that any group that you get involved in, you're the weakest link. And if you're in the right group, they're not fucking backing up for you. They're going to drag you up or kick your ass out of the group if you're not pulling your weight. If you're not in a group like that, if you're always the smartest person in the room, and you're not the leader, consultant, or whatever, and getting paid for your knowledge, right? If you're the smartest person in the room, you're not going to grow because nobody knows more than you. Everybody's depending on you for your intellect and your knowledge, but you're not going to grow. If you're looking for growth, you need to be in a group or you need to be with a teacher or you need to be whatever, right, who is going to make you uncomfortable. Just being in the group on one hand, should make you feel lucky. Holy shit, they accepted me, right? And on another side, should make you worried, doubtful, anxious, that kind of thing. Because to stay, I need to get my shit together, right? So anyway, okay. <clears throat> so let's just let, let's just jump into these into these little notes here, okay? So. I'm, I'm going to be describing things from, from a certain perspective, and this is from the, from the science of neuroplasticity, 
right? So again, brain scans, how the how the freaking neural network works and all that. Uh, for some of you, you've heard me talk about the, the brain making these connections and all that, uh, these synaptic pathways and everything, right? And I, I liken it to like AT&T or whatever your country's major telecommunications kind of thing is, right? And so, you know, if you end up with a town that goes out, right, just becomes a ghost town, right? They either let the shit rot or they cut the wires and they run the wires in a different direction because that's that's not even needed anymore, right? So this is how habits form, how habits can be uh, instilled, all that kind of stuff, right? So, uh, again, there's brain scans, there's all this kind of cool stuff to back this up, but I'm going to be using uh, other terminology as well. That uh, Every once in a while I'll mention something like karma or whatever, but I'm going to use different terminology because I think that very often, especially those of us who get involved in martial arts or Asian philosophy or whatever, right, we get a boner, right? We get all turned on, right? Sorry, girls. <laughs> Maybe you do, right? Um, by foreign words, right? Oh, this is called Seon. This is this is the Pukishinden school. This is, okay, great. Now what? Okay? But usually we're like, enamored by it, right? Which is why people get pissed off as soon as they find out that um, maybe it's not all it was cut out to be. Or uh, somebody, you know, did something over here or, you know, there's no historical record to validate this. Well, no shit. They weren't even writing stuff down at that point. And if they did, they'd leave a freaking trail behind, and especially it needed to, right? Um, it's a huge oral trans, uh, uh, what do you call it, transmission. Right. So, uh, you know, anyway, so people, people, people are easily attracted, right. By, by, by flashing lights and movement and sounds, right. So, and nothing is a, is a more attractive sound than, uh, you know, Shinden Fururyu, Takagi Yushiryu, right. Onikodaki, right. Really? What the hell? Okay. So anyway, right. So, when we're looking at, when we talk about karma, right, this cause and effect and all that, we have to understand that it's, that it's based, right? When most of us jump on this path, we're already fully plugged into the matrix, right? So that's where meditation and, and all this study comes in because we have to understand to the, not to, just to the extent that it's happening, but to the extent that it's happened to me, right? You. Us, me, because it doesn't matter how much it's happened to somebody else. I can't do this for them. I can do it for me, right? So here are two terms that happen with this whole karma kind of thing, right? The familiar past and the predictable future. And here's the way this works. If in the moment we're not identifying and changing that which is inhibiting us and rebuilding it so that it serves us and creates the new thing, right? Then the familiar past, by default, will always create the predictable future. And there's nothing we human beings like more than predictability. Because it's comfortable, it's safe. I don't have to think about it. Okay? I don't have to think, right? Which is, you know, we might as well be a freaking amoeba. We're just going to respond to stimuli, 
right? Okay. So, and that's what happens anyway, right? Okay. Somebody says the name of somebody you hate, and sure enough, you probably say the same thing about that person and relay the same stories as to why you don't like them again for the 500th time. Okay. How about if we just stop doing that? But anyway, familiar past produces the predictable future unless we use the 5%, right? The analytical mind to catch this. For those of you who have been doing Mikio study and, and doing some of that stuff with me, when we do the 12-fold chain of dependent origination, right? We get around to, right, desire begets grasping, right? And grasping begets becoming and all that kind of stuff, right? So we're reaching out, right? For either the comfortable, reaching out can also be avoiding, right? Aversion, right? Um, or the, because we don't know, right? And so what we're doing is we're using the, uh, the analytical mind to really look at this and decide, is this and how I'm going to, how I normally handle it, Will it move me in the direction I want to be going and help me quickly, efficiently, effectively produce the end result I'm looking for or not? So that the answer dictates my next action. If my next, at that moment, using the analytical mind, even if I do what I always do, because it, it's going to move, I decided it's going to move me in the right direction. Not, well, not at the moment, but I can always do that tomorrow. Then the answer is no, right? Bullshit yourself if you want, but the answer is no, right? So if the answer is yes, now I am doing this habitual thing mindfully. So now it doesn't perpetuate the same cycle. I will now initiate a becoming of something different. I'm getting off the Ferris or the, the merry-go-round, right? Or some people call it different things, but you know what I mean, right? Around and around. That's what samsara means, right? To go around very much, right? Right? Merry-go-rounds or carousels or whatever are very entertaining in the beginning, right? But imagine being on that all day long. Now imagine being on it after you've decided, all right, I've had enough and I'm going to get off. Now imagine being on it after you go, damn it, I want to get off. Can you stop this thing or slow it down? Now imagine being on it at, okay? So, and usually... The average human being won't do anything until they've hit rock bottom, until they, they hit that level of, of irritability, right, or confusion or whatever, right, when the lessons are all about doing it when we have all of our faculties. Because if you don't, if you wait until you're hitting the crash and burn phase, then cortisol and all these stress uh, hormones and all that are hitting your system, and they're affecting your uh, your amygdala and your hypothalamus and all that kind of stuff, and you're in an altered state that can't process things well anyway that will always, by default, live in the past or make decisions based on the past, okay? not in the present, directing for the future. right? So, again, it's just, again, they've got brain wiring and mapping and all that that show. As soon as you do this, certain areas that are reflective kick in and you can't, you can't move forward, right? So anyway, right? Um, so the, um, uh, somebody just threw something in here. PhD Phil often says, so how is that bad habit working out for you? Maybe it's time to stop smoking, drinking, et cetera. Yeah, there's a couple of mentors that I have, right? One, one will throw all kinds of foul language at you because he wants to shake you up out of your, your, oh, I know, kind of state, right? And so somebody will say, yeah, well, I've done this. And he'll go, really? 
I've done this, 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 and this at this level. I haven't even like tried yet. How's your program working for you? Right? So if you're here to defend your current position and not learn things and unlearn other things and get yourself readjusted so that you can produce results faster, get the hell out of my freaking class. Right? If you're here to validate your own belief system, then you pay too much to sit here and hear what you already know. Who the hell does that? An egotist, a narcissist. Right? Congratulations. Right? If you're already that great, why the hell are you in a personal development program of any sort? And yet we do that all the time. And then we get irritated and quit because they didn't tell us what we wanted to hear. When what science has shown is that what we wanted to hear is the same shit that validates what I'm already doing, right? Because that's comfortable, right? If he tells me what I don't want to hear and I have to make changes, that's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be disconcerting. It's going to be, it's going to be unbalancing. It's going to be painful, right? Um, that, that doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't feel natural. No, it doesn't feel habitual. Natural, we can do. You're wired for that. Your brain works a certain way. Your body works a certain way. That natural, right? Never confuse. We were talking about this before, right? Belief, fact, truth. Don't confuse habitual with natural. Don't confuse habitual with normal with with natural. Uh, yeah, yeah, very nice, right? There's a business saying, if we both agree, one of us is unnecessary. Absolutely, right? Okay, so... Um, uh, the now, right? Living in the now, which is what meditation does, right? And I don't care if you just do Zen meditation, right? And most people know the word Zen. In the Ten Dissect, that I'm an initiated lay teacher, I, I have never gone for full ordination because I don't need it, right? I, I don't need those trappings to get all the lessons, so I just decided to stay at this level, right? Um, but uh, the the base meditation in Ten Daimikyo is a combination of Zen type meditation, right? That stopping and what we normally call Vipassana meditation, which is observational meditation, right? So the key, the first type of meditation you get, right? Um, you could lead in on the Zen type, right? But it's called Shikan, Shikan, right? S-H-I-K-A-N. Not the same as Shikan Ken, okay? This means four rings. The other one, Shikan, right? C um, is observation, right? Following. So it's, it's based on insight kind of stuff, right? But it means to follow, right? And Khan, I think I have this right, right? No, Sheik is more like Zen, right? So the, she means stop, right? To stop, right? So you're just stopping your mind. You're stopping the thought processes. You're just holding in a pattern, right? You're living in the now, okay? But you can use these. And then Mikio brings in visualization where you create alternate realities, Right? Because that's what I want my default to be. And I don't mean hallucination kind of things. I don't mean like the, the weird stuff that people, do. I mean like seeing what you want to see on a regular basis. Because thousands of years ago, these, these sages realized, holy shit. I don't know if they said it this way. They might have said, holy shit though. Right? Anyway, um, that your subconscious mind does not know the difference between a mental projection, an internal image, and what the sense receptors are detecting out there. It doesn't. Your intellect knows because you learned the difference. 
but the subconscious mind doesn't. Okay? So, doing something like meditation suspends things, right? What it does is it takes you away from the trials and tribulations of your job or just the daily workings, right? It takes you away from the trials, tribulations, daily workings of family life. It takes you away from the driving thing. It takes you all these things that the body's already programmed for very specific cut to the chase. Here's a couple of pieces of information. Here's the answer, right? Um, uh, kind of things, right? These subroutines, right? By disconnecting and being in the now, you shut out all that stuff and you give yourself a chance to do a reset, right? It's a really cool thing, right? They can, again, they can show this stuff. And I mean, on like thousands, right? Tens of thousands of brain scans. That's cool stuff, right? Not like, well, I interviewed a bunch of people and based on their feelings and their perspectives and no, I want to see the areas in the brain that lights up when shit happens, right? So anyway, right? So the now allows for a disconnect from the chain. And once we are able to stop, right, the mind from just running amok and doing what it's doing, right? And this, this is hard work. This is hard work. People stop very, very early on, right? Because what they're stopping is, oh, crap, I started meditating, but the wife might call. Or, oh, I was waiting for that phone call. Or, ooh, what if, or, you know, breaking that chain of um, at the same time every day. Track this on a journal and see how close it gets, right? The same time during the day, or you get a certain feeling of boredom or whatever. So you grab the damn cell phone and you make your rounds on your social media things. And there's always things that catch your attention and you have to respond back to. And there's other things that, uh, you know, that, that, that title told me everything. I don't have to read it. Uh, like, dislike, hate, fuck you, whatever. Right. It just, there's this thing that we do. It's just, God, once you start paying attention to it, you wonder how, how, how did you function with all this insanity going on? Or how did you even come to believe that you had free will when you keep running the same, the, the same routine, right? So this allows you to disconnect. And then once you get control, that's the Zen or the, the part, half the Shikan part kind of stuff, right? Then you can start using the analytical mind to watch when you do certain things, to watch. And then you, whenever you come out of meditation, you're supposed to bring part of that with you. Right? Not like duh, right? You're supposed to bring it's in, in Tendai, we call it bringing part of the void with you. Okay. But it's the ability to hold in just kind of an I'm here, here, now, awake, alert, alive, but here, now, grounded, that kind of thing, right? So, um, but you bring part of it back, just like the analytical mind, right? The more aware you can be of the fact that you have habit patterns and you're not even aware of most of the habit patterns should cause you to wake up and start to pay attention to more of the stuff that you do. But we don't do that. Ego doesn't do that. Ego spends its time judging other people instead of paying attention to what it does because the assumption is, I'm God. I know we don't use those words, but, okay. Yeah. Anyway, right? So... Um, what it really comes down to, and I, I had a teacher uh, during a Mikyo thing uh, tell me this a long, long time ago, right? That our definition of reality, in Mikyo, right? Our definition of reality is our reality is based on that which we have experienced and, if left unchecked, will determine what we will experience. 
our future is just going to be a carbon copy of the past, right? And so what science has determined is a person's feelings and emotional state creates their reality. Yeah, because every little thing that we have, right, gets registered. Right? I keep doing this because most people do the back of the mind kind of thing, and yet that's the site center, right? Um, and the the R complex, right, the reptilian brain, right? The subconscious, they, they've realized it's, it's, it's what we have conventionally called muscle memory, right? So... Um, uh, we have these experiences, right? But every experience is tagged with an emotional charge. On a very primitive level, positive, attractive, feel good, negative, feel bad, painful, aversion kind of thing, or just a, you know, the teenager thing, right? It, it means you don't feel one way or the other. You're kind of neutral about it, Right. So, and what I learned in Mikio process is before we can move forward with things, we have to get everything to a neutral charge. Then we're going to start looking at it this way. All those negative things that we're, that we're running away from or the negative charges we have on certain people, experiences or whatever that cloud our judgment and cause us to just do dumb shit and keep doing the same thing over and over again, right? We're going to explore that from... Okay, what good came out of it? What was the positive that came out of that? So that goes over here. All the positive stuff that keeps us chasing after the same stuff and doing the same things for the same reasons and then being disappointed and all that kind of, right? What, what negative came out of that? Well, I keep chasing after that, you know, whatever, right? So we, and there's, there's this whole process, right? It's a really cool thing. It's also a very uncomfortable thing, and most people, 80% of the people, will not do it. 5% will do it consistently, and only 1%, right? We're supposed to hate the one percenters, right? Only 1% will leverage this and produce the kind of uh, pot potentials and outcomes and results and all that that this stuff is designed for. But anyway, right? A person's feelings and emotional state creates their reality. Uh, I already said this. All past memories have emotions attached to them. As soon as we think about a thing, we realize an emotional state associated with that thing, person, experience, or whatever, and guess what? Subroutine gets run. Uh, let's see. Um, so uh, in, in, in uh, Buddhism and Mikyo and, and a lot of these things, right, we talk about ignorance, right? But ignorance is not like stupidity because if you drop below a certain IQ, I think it's like 64, 62, something like that, right? The person is like, <laughs> right? They can't be managed. They can't be left alone with something, whatever. Um, it's just they're, they're, they're a highly functioning moron, right? Um, what we talk about with ignorance is not knowing any better. We don't have the complete picture. We don't have clarity, right? So uh, what science is now saying is that ignorance is the state of not knowing that all of this subconscious, unconscious stuff or whatever is going on and ultimately guiding you to do it all over again. So that's what we mean by we, we don't know what's going on, okay? Not... Not that, you know, we didn't learn on Kodaki, we didn't, whatever, okay? But there's lots of things we've learned in our training that, shit, I didn't even know that, not only did I not know that you could do that with that part of the body, but I didn't know that that would happen when you do it, and I didn't even know that we had that part of the body that hurts when you touch it. Interesting, right? Sorry for the background noise. Okay, so the point of all this is that you can't will yourself to do things differently. You have to, ready for this? Do things differently, which is going to be disconcerting. It's going to be uncomfortable. Okay? 
but that's not what attracts us. Right? We keep recreating our past, thinking that we're creating our future. Okay? Sorry, doesn't work that way. Okay? And science has proved it. Doesn't work that way. No amount of wanting to believe it to be different changes what the studies are showing. And the more they do, the more it backs up these thousand-year-old uh, systems. Okay? So here's the, here's the gist of it. If you can't think beyond your feelings, and I, so I, I mentioned this a couple of episodes ago. No, I was an English major, but either way, nothing bothers me more than someone who uses the word feeling where the word think belongs. And culturally, worldwide, this has become a new thing. Everyone's feelings matter. Yeah, sure. You want to keep getting the same shit. But they do matter. To wake you up to realize what you're doing to yourself. Even if everything is blissful. That just means that you're not preparing yourself to deal with challenges when they happen. And when something does happen, you're going to shit your pants. Okay? So if you can't think beyond your feelings, then you will continue to create the same you in the future that you are now and have been in the past. You will also continue to limit yourself and what you're capable of for the exact same reason. Oh, I'd love to do that. Oh, man, I really want to do that. That'd be really cool. Except that within hours or days or weeks, you fall off the freaking wagon and you go right back to doing the same shit. Oh, man, I really got to get back to training. Okay, get back to training. Well, I don't feel motivated. Oh, there's that fucking feeling again. Who the hell said you had to be motivated to do it? What should be motivating you were the skills and powers you want to have or the abilities you want to have, or you don't. And I mentioned this a couple of episodes ago, right? Comfort. As long as we're comfortable and we can eat and sleep and all that and nothing's attacking us and going to kill us today, could be worse. Yeah, could be a whole lot freaking better too. Yeah. What do you want? And if you don't, and you're in the 80% that's not going to do anything anyway, be honest. Go back to eating, sleeping, and shitting, grazing in the meadow. Do whatever you're doing. Okay? I guess it's okay to have your dreams. Okay? As long as you're okay with them just being illusions. They're that kind of dream. They're not a vision of the you in the future that will be able to do X, Y, Z, P, D, Q. And because what came out of the Kuji and what comes out of Mikyo is you get to a level that you merely want something to be. And it happens. But it's not because of a woo-woo like I wished it into existence. As soon as I have that thought that I'm going to do it, me... I start speaking, acting, and whatnot in accordance with that thing, and shit gets lined up. Okay? Of course, I've also found that the more energy I put out, the more the world starts giving me more of what I need. For instance, right, I, I just, like, 10 x just jacked up what I'm doing to get the phone at the dojo to ring and more prospects to come in and stuff like that, right? One of the big things was we jumped into a couple of parades, right? Handed out thousands of these coupons, knowing that there's only going to be, you know, a couple coming back. Literally, we've done two parades, handed out 3,000, 3,500 of these things, 
right? <coughs> um, three phone calls, three coupons, one family out of one coupon brought in two kids. They're going to be enrolling, right? And they're teenagers, so they're getting into all classes anyway, right? But the phone has been ringing from people who looked us up on Google or you know, whatever, right? Could it be coincidence? Yeah. But it could also be my belief that everything happens for a reason and it serves me. And the more energy I put out, the boomerang effect causes things to be more magnetically drawn to me because of my activity. Right? So it's very, very different. All right. So um, in order to be this person you're trying to become, right, through your ninjutsu practice, through some other method, whatever it is you're doing, right, more money, whatever, right, you must change not just how you think, not just how you speak, not just how you act, right, but you have to change what you think, what you say, what you do. But even more than that, you have to change what you focus on, what you choose to be possible, and what you believe to be true. So that it becomes the default you fall back on when everything goes to shit. See, here's what happens, right? People will themselves to do things. They set a New Year's resolution, whatever it is, right? And they're moving along, and then what happens? Well, this freaking jack wagon, I knew it. They get in the way. They threw something at me. Now I got to freaking troubleshoot that or whatever, right? Shit happens. Right? Whatever. Right? But the problem is that, see, what I just described was they've done it in the past, so I just knew it was going to happen again. And so guess what I'm going to do? The same shit I always do. First, I'm going to complain about it, and then I'm going to whatever. Right? Same freaking loop. Right? But what if? What if? I recognize that, yeah, the world works. Everybody's putting out primary and secondary karma Right? And they're going to bump into each other and shit's going to happen. Right? But what if instead of being past focused and always running the same subroutines through meditative practice or visualization or whatever, right? I re, I reset things so that I'm future oriented. So that when things occur, the default is the vision of the future. The, the default is that. Oh, here's a challenge. Shit, I gotta go through this, over it, under it, around it, or I gotta wait until it passes by, because what if that became the default and not, oh, fucking knew it. Knowing my luck, what if? I don't know, I know, I know for me and what's going on, right, and, and how quickly I can get this shifted around, right, but, you know, you, you could try this for an hour or a week or a day or whatever and fall off the wagon, but, you know, it's going to be Sensei's fault because I'm full of shit, right? And science is wrong. You can't trust that shit, right? They're just all a whole bunch of corrupt, manipulating, blah, 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 blah. Really? Right? How do you know? Right? Have you tested it? Really? For how long? Really? Honestly, you didn't test it with a predetermined bias that it was fucked up and going to fail anyway. Really? And what if it um, might work, but um, but I'm just me. See, you don't understand, right? You've had you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. You were born with all the you know, the golden aura and the lotus growing up. Bullshit. Go back and listen to episode 68. I'm lucky to be alive, and that was coming out of my freaking home. 
Okay? So don't give me any of this shit. Most of you have way more than I did. And this is not some old guy going, you know, if I had... No. Okay? If you're over the age of 18, 21 in some places, you need to stop blaming whoever and whatever. Because you're the one that makes the decisions every day. And if you don't know any better, find out. And you start by observing. Watching. Who? You! There's a really good book called um, One Minute Wisdom by, uh, by a guy named Anthony DeMello. He was a Jesuit priest, I think. Really hard-hitting books. Right? The guy's long since dead or whatever. But um, in One Minute Wisdom, uh, it's, it's, the central character is just called the master, right? And in the very beginning, if you're, if you're not reading the introduction of these books and stuff and understanding the premise behind it, then you're skipping over a major piece, Right? Um, but he describes it that, look, it's just, it's somebody who gets it, right? So it could just be a teacher, they could be a rabbi, they could be a, a Catholic priest, they could be whatever, right? It doesn't matter, right? They, there's somebody who gets it, right? And so anyway, this student comes to him and says, you know, uh, sensei, you've, you've told us to, to, or what, what's it called? Um, uh, master, um, what is the key to, to ultimate enlightenment? And the master says, listen, Okay, um, to what? Listen. Okay, okay, so like everything, okay? Um, uh, uh, like, um, like to everything? Like, okay, so, so, um, so listen. Listen. Okay, um, um, for how long? The master finally says, when you finally hear something that you say, you can consider stopping. But that goes the same for thinking and doing and all that. And that's what meditation and, and awareness and this seishin teki, right? It's the first aspect in the Togakure school. Seishin teki, personal clarity, personal development. Seishin means truth. It's like know thyself. It's personal stuff, right? What is true about you? Really, not belief, not education, not what is, who is this I you keep identifying? Who is this me that you say, right, well, it's just natural for me. Really? Who's me? Define me. Most people can't. It's a default. It's a crutch. It's a pain in the ass nothing is what it is, right? Because they don't know, right? They know more about their enemy, the person they're supposed to hate and avoid, than they know about themselves, who supposedly fucking knows everything. Sorry, I get heated, right? I piss myself off when I find these things about, about me too, right? My own shit. So, but the trick is to fall back on these things, right? But again, and I mentioned this before, right? By the time we're 35 years old, right? The science, <laughs> this is like conclusive stuff, right? By the time we're 35, right? 95% of what we think, say, do, believe, the way we respond, who we meet, who we're open to, who we're not, how they make us feel, all that kind of stuff, is pre-programmed sets of responses. Meanwhile, we think, got my shit together, got free will, I can do what I want. And then we set out to prove the world wrong and science wrong, but we can only hold up the facade for so long before the programming takes over because the programming is comfortable and breaking out of the programming and doing something atypical is not. It's not. 
It's worse than lying all the time and then trying to remind or remember who you told what lie to. Right? So, um, what's actually happened, and we don't even know it, this is part of the ignorance, is we have surrendered our free will to a program while still believing that we have free will. And then we try to change, right? We try to use that 5%, that analytical mind, to tell ourselves we're going to be healthy. We're going to be directed. We're going to practice today. We're going to uh, be rich. We're going to be a Nizu master. We're go 5% versus 95%. Really? Okay. What the studies have shown, what all this old stuff is, has proven, is that what we need to do is sit down, block out everything else, go into our internal laboratory, and use that 5% analytical mind to do the work. And the deeper we can get, what we find is that we end up getting into what in computer parlance we might call the, 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 the core operating system. Okay? So, but again, the body has been programmed to return to familiar habits. It's what's comfortable. It's what's comfortable, right? Remember the past episode, right? Comfort's the poison to success, but we don't know why it's happening. Okay? We don't, trust me, you don't know the extent to which the programming runs. Okay? Which is why the process is so grating. Right? So I need to, right? It shouldn't be the fastest thing to get belts in. Seriously? People are running around like, oh, I've been training for six years and made six Don. I heard that a long time ago when I was still, I don't even know if I was a show Don at that point. Right? This guy, oh, yeah, six years, uh, six Don. Great. Okay? Make a list of what you know and what you learned and get, oh, shit. Really? I'm pretty freaking proud to be a showdown at the moment because it looks like I learned 10 times more and it was all focused on not dying and not just learning some stuff and feeling all warm and fuzzy and being a part of the Mutual Admiration Society. Okay? I know that kind of stuff pisses people off, but I've been on the outside for a long time and guess what? I'm not looking in. Okay? Um, so anyway, right? So people think that they can't change their emotional experiences but we have to, we have to, here's something from spirituality, we have to let go. We have to let go. We have to get really, really good at letting go. Because the longer we hold these emotional things to these experiences that we have, the deeper they get entrenched. We have to learn to let go. Okay? So... And again, this is like brain scans and all this kind of stuff. I know I keep pointing back to these things, but I want you to know this is not like some 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 woo-woo kind of thing, right? So anyway, when we hold on to an emotional state for a long period, when I say long period in this context, I mean hours or maybe days. That's called a mood, right? So what's up? I don't know. I'm in a mood. Why? Why? Shit happened like, you know, 10 a.m. like five days ago and fuckers still pissing you off. Well, it still is because you keep thinking about it. And every time you think about it, you fire the freaking hormones that create that emotional state. Your hypothalamus drops a whole bunch of peptides into your bloodstream. I told you I got weird habits. 
drops a whole bunch of peptides into your, into your bloodstream that plug into receptors on your cells that make it easy for you to get into that mood easier. And every time your cells subdivide, the sister cells, we all paid attention in middle school science, right? When your cells subdivide and create sister cells, the sister cells have more docking ports for the emotional peptides that produce the state that you're in most often. So this, that fixing it is very, very uncomfortable because you're wired for one thing, but you're trying to be something else. And you're going to have to keep practicing the doing, not the thinking, not the wanting, not the wishing, not the pissing, not the moaning, the doing so that your body, when the cells subdivide, creates sister cells that are wired the way you want to be, not the way you wish you were. Your body doesn't work on wishes. You wish in one hand and shit in the other, and this has more value because it's fertilizer. Okay? But if you hold on to a mood, right? So we'll talk about the mood, right? If you hold on to a mood for weeks or even months, it becomes what's what we know as a temperament. Why is he such a bitter guy? Right? Well, this shit happened to him, and he couldn't get out of his mood, and, blah, 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 and now he just thinks that everybody's shit, and whatever. Okay? Why is he such a happy guy? Well, he doesn't pay attention a whole lot. Right? He lets things go. It could be anything, right? He's ignorant as hell, right? <laughs> right? Or he doesn't. He just he can let go of things very, very quickly, right? He chooses to tune in to what's more positive. Great. Okay. Right. So it's temperament, right? If you keep the same emotional reactions going on for years, that's called a personality trait or just a flat-out personality. So what we believe that we are, and it can't be changed, right? This is just me. Because we get that, right? We went way beyond what Mama said when she said, you keep your face a certain way long enough, it's going to stick. Yeah, well, it went way beyond my face, Mama. Right? It went to everything. Right down to what I look for, how I think about it, everything. Meanwhile, right, in uh, Theravada Buddhism, there's a sutra called The Magic Show of the Mind. And it describes this stuff. That you just, your ego has you convinced that you have free will. <laughs> you just run in the same loop. You're the hamster on the wheel, but you set up a movie screen over here that has scenery going by. Scenery's not real. And the loop was predetermined. And if, when that loop runs out, guess what? It's gonna run again. Cause that's the way it's set up. Okay? And it works, it works whether it's negative or it works whether it's positive. This is a process, right? And it's just like our, our, our need to, right? And, and the principles and concepts, right? The good news is the shit works. The bad news is it works for the person who has better control of it, which means it can be used against you no matter what you think you know. Okay? Control of timing, distancing, angling, all that is not just the purview of need to. Drunken monkey kung fu, all these guys use this stuff, right? At least at the upper levels they do. Right? So, don't be walking around going, ninja. Really? Okay? Great. There's a Ren fair. Dress up. Go hang out. You'll feel good. You'll impress everybody. You look good. Awesome. Have a nice day. Okay? So, learning how to let go 
It's really about how to shorten what we call the refractory period. Refractory period is the period that you get stuck in an emotional state. The longer you hold on to it, right? It's a refractory period. Refractory, if you understand how light works and refraction and all that, it distorts everything that you are processing. Okay? So we need to drop it as quickly as possible so that we can see clearly. Okay? We have to stop. We have to stop talking about bad events. We have to stop recalling whatever the event was as the excuse, the reason, the rationale behind whatever whatever it is that you're trying to do but you can't, and what, you not being able to do things because you know I just we, in one of the parades we were just uh, in. There's just been there's been this guy that's uh, been telling me for years, right? We really want to get back to training, all that kind of stuff. Except he keeps choosing the same freaking jobs that produce the lack of money that he has, or he keeps choosing the same kind of jobs that produce the same kind of lack of time that he complains about. He keeps choosing the same types of people to hang out with that are go nowhere, any whatever, right? And so, and I'm not. I'm nice. I just I smile and nod because you know what. He's not a student. If he were an active student at a certain level in my training, I tell him stop, stop listening to his own fucking BS. Right? Get your head out of your ass. Pay attention to what you're doing and recognize that the reason you can't is because of all the shit you can do and do all the time. What you can't do is uncomfortable shit that you need to to be the person you want to be, because that person does different things. They speak differently, they think differently, their perspective is different, and they have different habits. So if you can't do those things, then you can't be that person you say you want to be. Stop bullshitting yourself, admit that you're part of the 80% that won't, and red pill, blue pill. Go back to sleep, wake up tomorrow, tell yourself anything you want, and do your thing. Okay? you got to stop doing this stuff because every time you do, you trigger the same stress hormones. You're, you, 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 you place the event, right, in your subconscious storehouse as another event. Remember what I said? The subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between the real world out there and an internal image. Every time you tell the same story, you run the same event, you imagine telling off or being in an argument with that same person and saying the same thing, your subconscious storehouse stacks that as a separate event and a separate experience. But now you keep building up a storehouse of doing the same shit the same way all the time. You think you're just recalling it. You think you're just doing a memory, but the brain doesn't work that way. It treats it as though you keep doing the same shit over and over again, even though in the real world you did it once. But every time you keep recalling it, what you told your, your subconscious storehouse is, yep, still hate that guy because he did this and we had the same freaking conversation again, even though you didn't. Okay? So every time we do that, every time it goes into another event, right, we end up strengthening the same thing. Right? So we, we got to undo it. And the way to undo it is to stop. Okay? There's a couple of things, right? So if you're actually going to take this to heart, I'm going to wrap this up here pretty soon, but if you're really going to take this to heart, two things you got to do. Right? One, you have to have, you have to set some time away. And I don't care if it's, if it's 
30 seconds or three minutes multiple times a day, right? My, my, my thing is I, I set a timer, right? We have these things and nobody freaking uses them except to go, right? Oh, 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 I believe in that. Oh, oh, I don't believe, oh, that's bullshit, right? Except that social media, the algorithms are set up to keep showing you the same shit that you believe in already. They don't sit, they don't give you the opposite political view. They don't give you whatever you click on. It just feeds you more of. So guess what? The technology is forcing you to be more of what you once were to make sure that you're that in the future. Because they need you to be predictable so they can sell you shit. Okay? I have a clock function on here. Bet you do too. Okay? Bring this up. You don't need to see my password because there's a password every time, multiple sections again in my phone. Right? So I scroll up. There's a clock. I click on the clock. Guess what? There's an alarm. There's a world clock. There's a stopwatch. There's a timer. See the default? Maybe you can see that. Can you see that? Okay? Hopefully it's not backwards. Right? 11 minutes. Because it takes me about a minute to get myself positioned. I don't care if I'm in a chair, sitting in a, on a cushion, whatever. Right? Laying for my weekly shiatsu session with Shinoshi Whistler. We have these little chats or whatever to catch up on teaching things in the dojo and whatnot. But there's a huge lulls. In my mind, I'm running observational meditation things. I'm running visualizations for future projection kind of things. Right? All kinds of stuff. Because I get to use that downtime. I'm not massaging me. I'm not hitting my trigger points. I'm not. I can multitask, right? So, but this is set up, right? So I get myself set. And when I'm in the office, right, this is what I do. Click. There's three inhaling, exhaling breaths. The first one, I adjust my body because I'm going to be sitting here for a few minutes, right? Make sure my feet are flat on the floor. Body's in a good upright position, right? Second inhaling, exhaling breath. Relax and let everything go. Third one, I bring everything to that point just outside my nostrils where I can feel the air moving in and out when I inhale and exhale because that becomes my single point of reference. I don't need goofy shit for meditation. I don't need a special place. I don't need whatever. I need that. And as long as I'm alive, I'll have that. I can bring my brain in. So I start with Zen meditation, and then I can work out from there. But it's 11 minutes because my goal, and it's on my calendar, this is my to-do shit every day, right? Not the same stuff every day, right? But you'll notice meditation, 10 minutes. Meditation, 10 minutes. I don't have anything later because that's subjective. Good, couldn't, whatever, right? But put it on my freaking schedule. Why? Because it's important enough to do it, right? And the, the, the science is in. If I don't do it, nothing changes. If I do it incorrectly, nothing changes. If I do it haphazardly, nothing changes. Okay? If I run my own bullshit subroutines, nothing changes. Okay? Yeah, but you had a different argument with a different person today. Yeah, but same reason. Okay? Because they reminded me of dipshit. Guess what? I wasn't arguing with them. I was arguing with dipshit again. Just had a different face. Okay? God, I knew it. Those people, right? Think this way, act this way. It pisses me off. What pisses me off is disrespectful people because they're harming other people, right? And people that say they're going to do things and move forward, and they give you a bullshit story later for why it didn't happen. 
because it didn't happen because they let themselves get in the way and they ran their past to present routine. Who am I to tell them differently? Right? What pisses me off is they keep giving me the same freaking line. Oh, I'm coming back to class. I'm coming back to class. I'm coming back to class. La, 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 la. Time's not right. Not motivated. Really? Who the hell tells you need to be, those things needed to be a part of it? Right? Come back to class. Or watch the videos that you've downloaded onto your freaking machine and are collecting cyber dust or whatever. Get off your ass and train. Get off your ass and do the thing that you know needs to be done. Well, it's kind of uncomfortable, does it? I, who gives a shit? Obviously, you do. You care more about being comfortable. Not you. I'm using a general term because you guys are all enlightened, right? Um, right? Being comfortable is more important than having the you that you want to be. That's really what it comes down to, right? We want, we as warriors, dig that. We as warriors won't do the hard stuff we need to do to produce the results we want. We're going to piss and moan like everybody else who's not a warrior. What the hell is that? Warriors, by their very nature, take on shit that nobody else is going to take on. They're willing to die if they can't make it happen. This is either going to happen or I'm going to die trying. I'm either going to take that hill or I'm going to die trying. I'm either going to take that land or I'm going to die trying. I'm either going to conquer that opposing force or I'm going to die trying. I'm either going to accomplish my goals or I'm going to die trying. Yeah, I'm not feeling it today. Really? Okay. Okay. Anyway, hit that, do my thing, get off my business, right? But you need to stop. You need time to stop. Stop having to deal with your every day because the body is habitually geared to do the same shit all the time. You need time to stop. And that's going to start to work the neural network so that you can slow the system down. And you're now practicing to distance yourself and let go of everything. The first thing you're going to practice is letting go. So that your next step is when shit happens and you have an emotional charge, you can practice letting go. Get really good at letting go. This conversation is over. This argument is over. This Get good at letting go. Because until you do that, you're not getting past the emotional stuff and you're not getting out of the fractional, the refractive period, right? So you're not getting out of the distortion. You know what the distortion is, right? I'm right, they were wrong. Right? I know I'm suffering, but they were bullshit. Whatever, okay? Anyway, all right, I took this way, way, way too long. So... Um, let's see, let's see what other comments came in. Again, I'm still looking at stuff from YouTube. So guys that are over on Facebook, let me just see if anybody tossed anything in. Uh, if you joined late, the system, when I logged in, had a little note that their, their, uh, people were checking on things, um, but they were having a problem with, uh, the chat function coming through certain, uh, social networks. And since I'm not seeing anything from Facebook or Twitter, um, I'm assuming it's one or both of those because the guys that are on YouTube are, are commenting so let me just navigate to over here and do a quick refresh all right today while well, i'm still young and beautiful no comments from the peanut gallery 
If you don't think you're beautiful, why should anybody else? That's not conceited, right? All right, so I have that. Nope, that's not it. Two, two, two. There we are. I don't see any comments over on Facebook. So what do we have here? We have. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, let's see. Mikyo, M-E-I-K-Y-O, is also the name of one of the kata in Shotokan Karate. Oh, I haven't been saying Mikyo. Mikyo, M-I-K-K-Y-O, is a contraction of uh, Himitsu, right? Um, uh, and Kyo is the word for teaching, right, or lesson, right? So Mikyo, um, Himitsu, right? Uh, or tiny two, they're, they're two different kind of things, right? But it's a contraction that means secret knowledge. And it's secret because you're not tuned into it. It's, it's like around you all the time, but because it's so available, you can't see it, or you weren't taught that it was important. So, and then, uh, those who say it can't be done should get out of the way of those who are doing it. I don't care if you get out of my way. I don't. I don't, I, I, if I don't see you in the way, see, that's already the first problem. If I don't see you in the way, and besides that, if you try to slow me down, remember that there's three concentric circles. I think maybe I get derailed on that, right? Part of what will get in the way is the outer world, right? We have cultural stigmas. We have we have beliefs and, and things like that that are culturally accepted, right? You do it this way. You don't do it this way, right? Okay, here's what I want you to understand. I'm going to say this again. Any group, I don't care how big, macrocosmically, social group, country, whatever, or microcosm, friends, clan, family, whatever, okay? They are all tuned to establish standards so that everybody can be average. Everybody's supposed to be doing the same things, the same way. That's what makes us us, okay? Level one to fight. It's actually the easiest one. The next one, remember the self-defense circles? The inner, the, the second one, right? Friends and family, okay? They are fully indoctrinated into the matrix as well. So when they want you to stop doing that woo-woo shit, it's often, right, out of love and concern, right? They don't want you to hurt yourself. What do you mean you're walking away from that religion? What do you mean you're, you're doing this? Yeah, will that put food on the table? Will that, you know, ooh, ooh. They, they're concerned for you, right? How do you fight love? Holy shit, right? The other half? Mm, you're going to be a reminder of the fact that they accepted. They truly did believe into the you can't have your cake and eat it too. All that kind of stuff, right? So we can't have somebody running around reminding us that we're doing nothing more than dull sleepwalk living. We're lazy. We're not living to our potential, right? We keep making excuses. We keep blaming those people over there, all that kind of stuff, right? That is way harder than the social stigma. Way harder, right? It's half, they love you and they don't want you to hurt yourself. And the other half, they'll beat you down because you're a reminder that they're full of shit, right? Okay? And then the most difficult one at all, one of all, Because I'm the one that ultimately, you are the one that ultimately lets the social stigma stop you. You're the one ultimately that lets friends, families, coworkers, whatever, stop you. They're not in the way unless you let them be in the way. The only way somebody can be in your way is to be physically in your way, threatening to harm you if you do something they don't like. 
but we're already training to handle that, so that should be a freaking given, unless you're not, in which case you got nothing to back it up. Right? If somebody's not physically in your way manhandling you to stop doing this thing that you're doing, then they're not stopping you. You're stopping you. They're trying to convince you, giving you all kinds of reasons, right? They're establishing rules, whatever, right? But you choose to stay. You choose to follow. You choose to complain about it. You choose to not rock the boat. You, right? We have to stop, take time, so that we're not in the mix. We have to unplug ourselves from the matrix, okay? So that we're, we're, we're able to, to wire ourselves to stop. Remember, we need to go from past, right? Redundant processing, right? The familiar past predicting the predictable future or the producing the predictable future, right? We need to stop so we can use the analytical mind. If to do nothing else than to stop. Then we need to be paying attention, right? We need to practice letting go, okay? It's all a test. We need to practice not letting people get in the, get in the way. If somebody says something that I know my subconscious mind will latch onto, and the subconscious mind will latch onto any sentence that is preceded with the word I. If somebody goes, oh, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, I'm pissed off, I'm sad, I'm depressed, guess what? Your subconscious mind doesn't know it's not you. Don't be surprised if you don't end up sad, depressed, pissed off, or whatever about something really soon. So if you don't go, uh, talk about them, I'm fine, I'm good, right? Even if you just say, I'm here, everything's good, okay? So the first stage is to go from that negative-driven, limitation-driven and all that stuff forward, right, to just being here now. Then we need to be able to visualize the future me, the future I, the future that I want to be living in and navigating in and how I want to be doing things. And I want to be, I need to do that so much so that it becomes the default that when shit happens, the default is, okay, so how do I navigate this to keep moving? It's not, oh, shit, it happened again. Anyway, guys, look, I've been on way too long with this. I know I, I drag these things out. It's probably why most people don't freaking listen to these things um, for, for too long, right? But I'm not here to be a dancing monkey, okay? Let's keep uncovering crap. But I'm, I'm sharing with you stuff that my teachers helped me uncover. I slipped, re-uncovering, right? And for those who want to do more, right? I got guys in my group that have been training with me for, for over well over a decade, right? and have used this stuff to steer their careers, to steer family, to just to... Now imagine if you could just get a greater handle on it and stop dancing around in different systems, different programs, whatever, and just get a handle on the, on the simple things and do it consistently. Okay? You have no idea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this two different times in two different ways. You have no idea the degree to which the programming runs, but you can, right? First thing you need to do is suspend things because it doesn't matter how much has been going on. You can stop, 
practice letting go and re-engineer the future so that you're re-engineering different habit patterns so that it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter, okay? And then the other thing is you have no idea, literally, you have no idea how much potential you have. I don't know how much potential you have, but I'd be, I'm really keen to see it. That's it. All right. I'm going to wrap this up. I will talk to everybody again next time. Thanks for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, let me navigate over here because i got to get to my little page or my little controls and all that. But uh, if anybody has any questions, anybody has any topic requests or whatnot, right, send them in. Uh, if you're on Facebook, you can go to the Kuden podcast uh, page, and you can just post something there. And um, I try to respond to all these things, but sometimes there's, you have no idea how much email I get. But you can also send an email, uh, that being said, right, uh, to warriorc at warrior-concepts-online.com uh, with the idea. And do me a favor, right, in the in the subject line, right, in that little field thing up there, right, put Kuden Podcast or Kuden Podcast Request or something like that, right, because that will get my attention, right? Um, and then we can go from there, okay? All right, that's it. I'm going to go. I'll talk to you again next time. Be safe. Train hard. Get more of Kuden Radio. Subscribe to your favorite podcasting site or subscribe at ModernNinjaWarrior.com.